0: Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we're talking about the federal budget and whether it's doing anything to help new buyers. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it
1: for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell
0: this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate
2: agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
0: All right guys, it is episode 47. Yeah. I don't have anything clever about that number. Matt's not here. Matt's not here. But, but we've replaced him. We've we've replaced Matt with Stephanie Barrett. Stephanie, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah.
0: The any um any exciting mortgage updates? For those of you, if this is the first time you're hearing Stephanie, Stephanie is a mortgage broker in town who we bring on regularly because we need to know what's going on with mortgages. And because she's awesome and our, our favorite mortgage broker.
2: There's that too. Well,
1: right? I can say that. I don't know if you can.
0: Stephanie is my one of the top mortgage brokers. I, I have <laughs> I have two mortgage brokers that I recommend, and I'm not gonna pick a favorite. Stephanie is one of those two. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> <Better> than <nothing. laughs> Is, I is, think technically we're supposed to recommend three. Is
1: there ever any exciting mortgage?
2: Well, it depends on your life, I guess, what you consider <laughs> exciting. Not a lot going but on.
0: <laughs> are, are rates skyrocketing?
2: No, rates have come down, and I would predict probably will continue to a little bit. That's got to um, be good. It's good. I mean, it's, it's not a good sign for our economy, but sure. it's good for people that are looking to remortgage or buy a home right now. So I guess it depends on your perspective. Um, but that typically happens in the spring, so we've been predicting that that we'd see some rate decreases anyway. Mm. That coupled with the not so strong economic numbers from the last quarter of twenty eighteen, right? And so far this year.
0: W- one off topic question I have for you, off topic to the to the topic of our show, mm-hmm. um, on topic for you. So we're coming into the spring market. Are you seeing? The same amount of pre approvals that you would see regularly at this time of the year, more or less? What, what is that looking like?
2: Up until this week, I would have said no. Yeah. I've definitely seen a pickup this week. I don't know why, actually, being that it's spring break, it tends to be more of a lull. Right. But I think maybe there's a lot of people that were kind of holding off, and now they have some time on their hands and they're starting to, to look at that. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, typically over the last 15 or so years that I've been broker, um, you do track those kinds of things, and I've seen a decrease. But yeah. I'm hopeful that this last week is a positive sign.
1: Hmm. I I have a variable rate. Um, sh- should I be worried? Should I be locking in? No. Should I hold? Stay the course. Stay the course. Okay.
2: Yeah. That's
0: good. To, I'm I'm on the variable too. It's good. Yeah.
1: I'm asking
2: said, for I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. You should have, <laughs> I should have a caveat. Out a caveat depends on your discount. So take a look, and depending on what your discount you from take a look Prime look is, I'll take a look. I don't remember. <laughs> but if it was something that wasn't um, wasn't the best out there, I probably would have suggested you. Change you did it by set
0: now. more Jeremy up with his mortgage, so because there was the, that if, deal that was going on. We talked about if it if he doesn't months, have the best, it's it's Steph's fault. It's is totally
2: what I'm on saying. me. Yeah. yeah, I think you're at a Prime minus seventy, which for a conventional yeah. mortgage is good. Yes.
0: So, we, we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. We're going to go through the budget, what happened or what didn't happen, what it means for new buyers. And I think we might even speculate a little bit on what, what we wished would have happened. We've got some stories and a question of the week. Um, before we get into that, though, Jer, Matt's away, and we have like the most anticipated news story. <laughs> like, it's like he leaves. I know, it's amazing. And uh, like, Matt's our news guy.
1: I know. And he's not gonna be able to fact check us because we're gonna just sort of say So we can just say whatever know, we want. Houses. <laughs> yeah. Potentially housing just got, you know, fifty fifty percent cheaper for people out there. You know, if you kind of look at loosely at the numbers. So but we'll dig in a bit
0: more. I feel like if there was one episode Matt shouldn't have missed, it was yeah. probably this one. That's on him. I'm sure he's having fun where, wherever he is. So do you want to be our news guy today? Um yeah, I do actually. All right, well, let's do the news. Do it.
2: I've just been handed an urgent And horrifying
1: news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite.
0: I am enlightened. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
1: Exciting exciting stuff <laughs> happening yesterday. I was refreshing my browser. Um, I had, for some reason, I guess I just Googled and CTV had a, had a video live stream of what was happening, live coverage.
0: There was a uh, lot of anticipation for yeah. this federal budget announcement. And
1: some weird stuff happened, and I won't, we won't really get into that, but I guess there was a delay. He was sticking it to, uh, to the conservatives for some other SNC, lav, lav, Lavalins. Something was happening. Anyways. <laughs> he's um, the news guy. <laughs> Matt's going to love this. Tinger <laughs> so, on the pulse. You know, the young, it, the young guy. So the young guy whose dad was uh, was prime minister, too. Uh, okay. Um, and his finance the minister. The prince of Canada. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so they came up with their with their budget for the year. And it kind of it, it felt like, I guess, like it was an election either coming up or... Um, was like an Oprah budget they told me on, on CTV because they're kind of covering everybody like an Oprah budget is that yeah, what you like, just said you get money you get money oh, so they, they covered yeah. Um, they got millennials they talked about housing trying to make things more affordable for young people Yeah. Um, you know trades people people that were potentially going to be taking uh, wanting to to up their skill level they've had uh, all the way to like dealing with seniors and, and things like that even like hippies that drive electric cars there's a tax incentive for those guys okay um so, Lance Steph drives an electric car. We can we can say that. Yeah. And, and I'm a hippie. <laughs> um, all those
0: hippies driving Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> um, they
1: don't qualify. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of things in there, but we only care about the real estate side of things. Okay. Is that true? I think so. And maybe the maybe one day we'll all have Teslas.
0: For the for, yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Here's right.
1: here's hoping. No, now
0: you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that.
1: Neither do I. Wrong. National
0: debt. Wrong. advocate.
2: Wrong. wrong. that money. Wrong. Lost. But, but, wrong. wrong. Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
0: gonna talk about now is the federal budget and we're gonna get into what actually happened and what it means for buyers out there, whether things changed or not. Before we get into what actually happened though, Steph, we were talking yesterday and you were having a lot of anticipation. So let let's start with what we were what we were anticipating. What what were you expecting was gonna happen?
2: Well I think most People in the industry were actually expecting um, an extension of the amortization uh, for high-ratio borrowers. So high-ratio borrowers, someone less than 20% down. A few years back, they reduced the maximum amortization allowed on those to 25 years. So I think most of us anticipated an extension, again, out to 30 years hmm. for at least first-time buyers. Um, and I actually was at an event last week where Genworth Canada representatives representatives were there, and that's what they were actually anticipating. So this isn't just something that I think mortgage brokers were hoping for. I think this was industry-wide, um, but of course that's not what ended up taking place.
0: Well, and, and let's break that down. What would that have actually meant to the buyer? Because you know we, we throw around these terms, amortization and all mm-hmm. of these things, but what does is, what is a change in those rules actually mean to the person who's paying the mortgage? How does that affect?
2: Well, that? amortization is the length of time that you're allowed to pay that loan off. So if you have a $100,000 loan that you're trying to pay back in 25 years, the monthly payment is obviously going to be higher than if you can stretch that out another five to 30 years. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, you've reduced the monthly payment, which allows you to go to a higher purchase price because that payment you're using to debt service is is that much lower. And in actuality, it works out to a roughly about a ten percent increase by extending the amortization five years
0: in their in their monthly payment.
2: No, in the amount they qualify for.
0: Oh, I see. Which is also, I guess, part partially like what they how much
1: debt they have and how they can service that with how much money they're well, making. Well, certainly,
2: there's two different debt servicing guidelines, but I'm talking about just gross debt servicing. It's about a ten yeah. percent increase. So that would, of course, Could also be depend on on the other mortgage debts. amount and
1: things like that. But mm-hmm. maybe a couple hundred bucks a month, for making it very simple simplified.
0: So everybody was expecting that things were going to get a little easier for our buyers, and specifically first-time buyers. Is that correct?
2: That was the hope, because that seems to be... What seems counterproductive is that the government is seems to be very focused on trying to help build a middle class, um, and yet most of the policies they've enacted when it comes to mortgages specifically seem to actually do more to exclude them. So the hope was a 30-year amortization on high-ratio mortgages. I would like to see it across the board. Those are not typically your baby boomers that are have less than 20% down. Those are going to generally be your millennials. If you just restricted it to first-time buyers, you're not allowing anyone to necessarily move up in the market. So from that condo to the townhouse or from the townhouse to the detached. So if you just gave it across the board for all high-ratio mortgages, that probably would have helped a wider swath of people. But at minimum, just allowing it for first-time buyers, I think would have been a much more um, advantageous type of type of thing to do.
1: If you, if you have over 20, 20% down, can you, you can still go up to 30 35 Correct. years? Correct,
2: yeah. So what's happening is is there's still a large segment of those millennials that are, are, are buying, but they're getting funds for a down payment most of the time from parents so that they mm-hmm. can qualify because as soon as you have 20% down, now there's no insurance premiums, and that 30-year amortization is literally the make or break point for a lot of people and yeah. at least the lower mainland here. So parents are gifting money to help them do that.
1: We were kind of hoping that there was going to be some... You know some different mechanics, or, or um, at least some lessening of the the stress tests, or coming up with some sort of way to um, to change it, so it wasn't just a flat like what two percent or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, that didn't happen though.
2: It did not. So Mortgage Professionals Canada and Paul Taylor is the president of that. That's a, a national organization of mortgage brokers. He has been for the last couple of years since the B twenty regulations were really um, increased and more strict. Um, He's been trying to to show the finance minister that um, the stress test calculation isn't actually um, working in the way that they were probably hoping that it would. Um, Essentially, the 2% increase doesn't take account of things like increase in income. So over five yeah. years, most of the time, people's incomes go up. Um, you're not going to necessarily see a full 2% interest rate increase over five years. So right. by making people qualify that for the stress test seems a bit unrealistic for what will actually take place when you take those factors and, in.
1: And they kind of came up with that, too, because they didn't want people you know, borrowing
0: too much and not being able mm-hmm. to, to to pay for that.
2: Yeah, um, the idea
0: of the stress test is actually, in in my opinion, you guys are free to disagree, but the idea the intention behind the stress test i think is to avoid what happened in the states with all those balloon mortgages it, when everything yeah. crashed when mortgages came up and nobody could afford to renew their mortgages like we yeah. that it's a good thing to want to avoid that it's just maybe they they've overcompensated
1: and it was kind of weird mm-hmm. to have it on on people that had you know 20% down or more to to think that somebody's going to default on their mortgage or walk away from it with that you know with with when you're dealing with that kind of equity it's a different situation as to what was happening in the states where people basically had nothing
0: in the house and the the value these were zero percent down essentially yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah. well and they were also qualifying people at there was a different situation in the states they were qualifying people at an introductory interest rate at say one percent that would after two years would reset to like Twelve percent. So there was there was a a little bit of a different dynamic there. But I think what would probably be prudent is to not necessarily put someone who's put seventy five percent down on a home um, make them subject to the same same stress test as someone with twenty percent down. That just doesn't seem to be a lot of common sense there. Yeah. um, Because that's hurting the people that are you know for instance seniors who have a large down payment but their income is low, so it's harder to qualify for different things. So.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah, they could have you. You would think if it was like prorated, or if there was was a way to calculate it yeah. based on if you only have five percent down, we need to make sure that you're good for um, for this this mortgage. If it, if it does change, um, and then maybe yeah, adjust it accordingly as uh, as your down payment went up, yeah. and then probably been like, hey, you've got thirty percent down. You're you're not walking away from this house. Exactly. And there's room for
2: adjustments in the market. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the what took place um, the last round of of changes. So that would have been, I guess, January of twenty eighteen. Prior to that, the stress test was implemented for high ratio mortgages only. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the twenty percent down was a factor, now no more stress test and a thirty year am. So I, I can see them wanting to stress test 20% down borrowers, maybe even 25. But once you're getting someone with 50% down, yeah. I would think the stress test could at least be lessened a little bit. Well,
0: and, and when it when 20% down was the cutoff, everybody had 20% down. Like, everybody I dealt with was begging, borrowing, and stealing. Finding, right. Finding a way, like, right? From mom and dad or whoever. Yeah. Any way they could get over that hump, they were. Because, right. like you said, they're going to lose... Well, what are they going to lose if they take the stress test versus don't? Like, it, for some of them, I've seen we, it's like a hundred grand that they can. It, I it think you were saying around like,
1: just as an estimate, like around twenty percent of your borrowing power for for some people.
2: Yeah. Right, the stress test did reduce 25 percent. Is that of the everybody. average? Yeah. 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 But it's I think going back to even the um, preliminary thing we we're talking about about the government wanting to try and prop up the middle class, what I find interesting about all of these policies are. What we see, at least in the in Vancouver area and probably in Toronto, is parents. So these baby boomers that do have a lot of equity are using that equity to gift funds to their children to buy homes. Yes. So that's now going to create even a more inequity amongst millennials. Some that have parents that have the money to help them, they're going to still be able to get into the market. And those that aren't fortunate enough that have parents with a large amount of equity in their home or a large amount of savings... Are going to still be left out in the cold yeah. so i'm not sure how that's helping upward mobility for a lot of people
0: yeah mm-hmm. well let's get into what they actually did okay who wants to kick us off here
1: um yeah i mean they talked about actually coming up with like stress test was there to make sure that people aren't borrowing too much that was obviously a huge concern for them and now they want to lend people money for their their down payments
0: so our government wants
2: to buy pipelines and now they want to buy people's homes with them so they
0: want to make sure people aren't borrowing too much money but if they are going to borrow money borrow it from Mm. us borrow it from cmh it's cmhc right that they're actually yeah is that correct
2: it's actually us
0: yeah it's the taxpayers of canada it's a matching program is my understanding correct one of the things that drives me nuts is so what qualifies? New developments qualify? Is there anything else?
2: Resale homes qualify, but there's a difference in the percentage that they'll loan you.
0: So you get a higher percentage. So
2: up to 10% on a new new construction yeah. and 5% on a resale.
0: See, what drives me nuts about this is the encouraging of buying new developments because...
1: So frustrating.
0: It, it's so frustrating, and it goes against everything I feel like that they're officially saying they're trying to do. Because we all know this, when a brand new development goes up, for the next five years, the turnover in that building is way higher Mm -hmm. than the turnover in anywhere else because developers build small. And once you get there... Your family starts to grow, or you grow, or just you yeah. realize it's not big enough. The display
1: suite with with super yeah. high ceilings, where they have just a tape line on it, making, yeah. letting you know that's the actual height. But when yeah. you're in there, it feels like, oh, yeah. this is actually really nice. Or this it's a two-bedroom suite, <laughs> and you're actually buying a one-bedroom.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, it, this display suite's awesome. But you don't think about the fact that there's nowhere to put your towels. And there's no, like, a lot of these new developments, and new developments are, are fine, but for a first-time buyer... If, if I have $500,000 to spend in New West, if I buy a little brand new development, I am so likely to be having to sell that again two or three years from now. Whereas if I buy something built in the mid-2000s, like 2005-ish, mm-hmm. I can get something that I can stay in for a very long time. You know,
1: and God forbid that that pre-sale you bought, the market's flat and you're not making a ton of money on it. Um, And you have speculators that are now trying to offload that product. We see it, you know, time and time again where there's a building all of a sudden there's 10 one bedrooms all going on the market and it's kind of a race to the bottom. And now you've got to tell somebody that just moved into this place, you know, maybe they've only been there for a year or two that, you know, you might not even be able to sell it based on what they purchased and now they owe CMHC money on top of that. Yeah. so it kind of make, makes you wonder if that's thought out. My my other, I mean, and this wasn't something from the budget, but my frustration is, like, the property transfer tax um, exemption is so much higher. I mean, that's a provincial, um, you know, provincial thing, but it's yeah. I mean, it goes up into the seven hundreds for for new construction. Um, you know, here here locally, I mean, our one bedroom condos, brand new condos, are like already at the the threshold for for right. Um, for resale for some of our condos. But I
2: think the bigger picture is that this budget overall, I mean, we won't get into all of the points, this was meant to try and solidify votes. So we we said the Oprah budget. So part of this is also trying to make sure that the the development side of things and construction industry is happy. So by changing the amount for new construction to be 10% of matching for the down payment, that's making the construction side of the industry the it's, construction industry happy
0: it's very showy yeah and you're a hundred percent right like it's it's just one of those things where you sit back and actually think about it and you're like no this isn't what's actually best for the buyer especially the buyer entering the market like I don't know Steph you talk to me tell me if you agree and, and Jer, most first-time buyers I work with do not buy brand new construction.
2: Um, yeah, I don't think it's a lot. Um, and anyone that's come to me recently wanting to, hasn't been able to come up with the deposits anyway. A lot of them are wanting a 20% deposit. Well, they don't have that cash. Um, You know, and maybe I mean another part of the budget was an increase to the amount you can withdraw from your RSPs. Mm -hmm. So from twenty-five thousand per person to thirty-five thousand per person. Yeah. I don't know of a lot of first-time buyers and millennials that have even twenty-five thousand in RSPs, let alone thirty-five. And if they do, they've taken out significant RSP loans in order to buy them, and now you also have to debt service that loan payment. So in many cases, that can take them out of qualification, regardless. And
0: now, correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have to pay that. RSP loan back until they sell. Is that is no. that how no, it's structured? There's a timeline on it. They have yeah. 15 years. Oh, okay.
2: And you have to pay one fifteenth of it back every year.
0: But then, if I sell, I have to pay all of it back. Is that is that where I'm getting confused? Uh, I don't know. I don't I know don't if that's,
2: believe so. Did I just make this? I think this it's up? just
1: a time frame that, 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 that. that. will let you have that money that you already gave us. I up. had like a uh,
0: really in depth conversation with somebody who was obviously telling me lies.
1: Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> Matt, Matt was here, we'd probably
0: be able to determine whether. Matt would be making that face that like, no, no No. Jeff. Do you want me to do it
2: for him? (laughs) No Jeff.
0: That's a pretty good Matt. face. I know our (laughs) listeners can't see, but Steph does a mean Matt impersonation.
1: (laughs) So yeah. So it looks like it's something looks great. 25 now is 35. Uh, But again, you're borrowing money to uh, just to finance that, that, that property purchase. Um, I just, I wonder, like, if we said, like, stress tests basically curbed someone's some bo- someone's borrowing po- power, some purchasing power by 20-plus percent, um, you know, how much do these measures actually, like, as an example, how much does it actually help people, um, you know, in their purchases? And if we said are mm-hmm. the RSPs kind of, if, you know, you're seeing more on the mortgage side, I don't have a lot of clients that are pulling, I, you know, I could probably count on one hand the amount of people that would be pulling out of their rsp rsps for for their purchase um so that's kind of a non-issue and then i guess just the cmhc like people borrowing so you've got five so let's say a five hundred thousand dollar one bedroom and i guess they've come down now but uh we'll just call it 500 um
2: well that one wouldn't qualify so oh, there's another there's segment another, to this. There's, another, there's <laughs> small, more small print, right? There's more fine print. So in order to qualify for the 5% match or the 10% match, the maximum purchase price can be four times your annual income. And the annual income, the only one, t- way you qualify right? is a combined family income of 120000 So the maximum purchase price to use this program is going to be 480000 So qualification aside, in the lower mainland or in Toronto... How many properties yeah. are so, there? Well, so <laughs> once
0: again, <laughs> this is a thing that's being introduced countrywide. And for those of us in greater Vancouver, we're, will not help at all.
1: Yeah. The, the affordability Minnally. crisis is, I mean, and we're in a bubble here, like not a real estate bubble. But Don't just, say bubble. Just, just, <laughs> just a bubble. Um, you know, you've got these large markets, right? Like greater Vancouver, Toronto yeah. area. Um but I assume that people that live in like Quesnel, um, they're probably not having an affordability if they can actually mm-hmm. you know, buy a house for under.
2: Well, that's been part of the argument since the stress test was introduced. The rest of Canada who doesn't live in our, yes, I'm not saying bubble, but the GTA yeah. or GVA, they've been rather angry because, for instance, people in the Edmonton area are seeing huge decreases in employment and salaries um and so they're saying why are we being punished because of the bad kids vancouver and toronto Hmm. so when the stress test was introduced there was actually a lot of anger across the country in in some of the smaller markets they're being punished because of us so to speak Hmm. so this budget if you're looking to buy a house in moose jaw great like, you probably be able to find a nice detached home for $480,000. Sure. So we have to look at overall across the country. Not everybody feels as negatively about this introduction um, as we do. Sure. Because it's very regional.
1: Yeah. And so getting getting back to that that hypothetical couple that makes their, their combined incomes 120, um, they probably have, if we're talking millennials and things like that, Uh, which is what this was sort of targeted at, or at least the run-up to it was saying that this Mm -hmm. is going to help. We've got this plan to make homes more affordable. Um, They probably have like student loan debts, credit card debts. Yeah. So that's part of your debt servicing. How much are you going to be able to borrow? So potentially they can can buy a $480,000 property but now that 120 is actually like closer to 100 and they probably have a car loan so how much yeah. of that income do they actually have like maybe they're not even I able to I did uh, some
2: rough calculations so without you know any specifics you could have if you make 120,000 a year combined mm-hmm. and you spend the maximum 480 and you have 10% down 5% of your own and 5% on the match from this program yeah. you could have a maximum other debt of about 1300 a month so that would be inclusive of car loans. And the other thing to keep in mind that people don't realize is if you have a $10,000 balance on your credit card, even though your monthly payment on your statement says, just pay us $50, that's not what we're using to debt service you. We have to use a balance, a, a payment based on 3% of the balance. So that's $300 a month for hmm. your debt That's good for servicing. people to
0: know. Yeah. 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 So it's,
2: it's people think, oh, well, my, my payment's only $50. That's not what we use.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's, so we've, we've got a lot of what's wrong with, with what was done, let let's play a game. So, Jer, Steph, you're announcing the changes to the rules. How would you have done it?
1: Free houses for everyone. Free houses. <laughs> elect us for next everyone. year. <laughs> you get a mortgage. We figured, we Except for the real estate fees. <laughs> yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. But um, I don't know. I I I just I think. And this is again provincial, so we're talking about two different sort of jurisdictions um, or levels of government. But um, I a mean, property transfer tax, I think, should be should be changed. Um. The threshold
0: should be changed. That's ref- got to be the number one income for the province. I have no stats dupe, to back that up, it's but it's got to be huge. Huge, how much money, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it's a huge cash cash grab for yeah. them, and they're lobbied by the like Steph was mentioning by the developers and construction industry that are that are giving their you know their campaigns huge amounts of money. Um, so yeah, let's let's spur development and building. Um, obviously, there's spin off for jobs and things like that, but. Uh, you know, like those people that have the job probably also want to buy a property, um, nearby. And if you're not, yeah. uh, yeah. So, I mean, helping, helping them out, um, it's just always kind of, always sort of leaning towards the, the builder side and the pre-sales. And, and I don't know, we got a lot of, con- lot of construction happening, uh, thousands of units going up around Skytrain stations. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be helping prices at all. So, um, maybe there needs to, they need to target it another way, um, what else? Stress tests, sure. Let's change that. We talked about that. That would be something. Um, Steph, I don't know. What, Steph, what, what do you
0: think? If you could change one thing, what would you change?
2: Uh, I think I would have, like we t- touched on earlier, I would have liked to see thirty-year amortizations rather yeah. than our government using our tax dollars to invest in people's individual homes. I would rather see uh, the thirty-year AMs that they're still responsible for for all of their down payment, um, but they're going to have a little bit more help with a, a lower payment with a 30 year amortization. Yeah. And, um, I think it would help people in our region get into homes. That's Um, how I got
0: into my first place.
2: The 30 year. Well, we used to do as long as 40 year with no down payment. That was a little extreme. Yeah. That's too (laughs) far.
0: I think my first place was a 35 and Uh, and 35 years seems like a long time to pay off your mortgage, but it, you know, I was in my twenties, so it got my foot in the door and I've, I've made a lot of money, uh, with real estate investments mm-hmm. over the years, and it it was a huge help yeah. to me. And yeah. I think
2: overall, most of the people that are trying to get in the market um, in our region, again, which is what we have to focus on because that's where we're talking, yeah. they would rather see something that helps them increase their purchase price as opposed to increasing their down payment. Right. Um, and that's where this budget, I, I think, didn't help.
0: That's the change I, I'd like to see is, is maybe looking at things more province to province, I get really frustrated when you're, you're talking about, oh, okay, well, this doesn't apply to Toronto or Vancouver in any way, shape, or form. And it it always feels like that. Every time they raise the first-time buyer uh, grant, is that the right number? Whatever the number is they qualify for to, to get the first-time buyer grant, I'm always like, oh, and that's n- just under, like what they're spending is always like 50,000 over <laughs> whatever they raise yeah. it to. It, it just doesn't work. And I'm not just talking about in Metro Vancouver, like all the way out into the suburbs. If you can't mm. get the first-time buyer grant on a first-time purchase in New West, you're not helping people. Mm. Like it it should be designed to help the people who live there. And I think you can't just look at the entire country and be like, well, it works for Edmonton, and it works right. for Winnipeg. Lake.
2: And we're such a large country. I mean, to, to even say Vancouver is similar to Toronto, even though yeah. the price increases have been, we're in a different spot. We've got a border on one side, an ocean on another side, and mountains on another side. And we've also still got net migration to, to the lower mainland from across Canada, yes. let alone the world, mm-hmm. is still huge, especially actually in the senior segment. There's a lot of seniors moving from Ontario and Quebec and coming here. They've got money. right? So when they're now going to be buying properties and condos here, they're still going to be able to afford that higher price point. So to expect that those are really going to continue to come down, I'm not a real estate expert, but I do have to question the mentality of anyone who thinks that that's really going to help millennials get into the market. The net migration to the Lower Mainland is still huge, and it's still going to play a factor.
1: Yeah, demand is demand is still high. It's going to mm-hmm. continue to be high, um, and I, I think what I think you talk to most young people, and it's it their biggest obstacle, at least kind of what you hear, is just the prices are too high, and we can't do anything about that other than facilitating, you know, a market crash. Um, but you know, there's a lot of homeowners. Everyone's in that together, so um, mm-hmm. it's a small percentage of people that actually want that to happen. Potentially, if they've already just gotten out of the market and are waiting, um, but the reality is, it, it, it's it's almost impossible that for that to happen unless people just completely stop. And the well, demand if you decreases. bought a house
2: for a million dollars two years ago what are the chances are that you're going to sell now if it's if you're being told it's worth 800 and your mortgage is 850 So the only way that that's going to happen is when you have people that are forced to sell. Yeah, so and it'll they, be devastating. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the government doesn't want that either. I mean, think of all of the equity that will be eroded yeah. uh, for a lot of people if we see a huge crash. Yeah. So they will, if that was to start happening, they'll put steps in place to stop that too mm-hmm. because they've meddled so much up to this point. Yeah. Now they're so far in. It's going to be harder for them to, to pull back. And,
1: yeah, and if, if people can't afford the price, let's at least try and find a way to make it easier
0: on them on a monthly basis to, to service that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, now that we've solved the housing crisis... There you go. Right. With, our, ...with our federal <laughs> budget, why don't we tell a story? It's story time with Jer. Great story. Compelling and
1: rich. It's not always my story? No, it's not always your story. Damn. What if
0: Matt has an awesome story to tell? Well,
1: he can tell it to me or write it down, and I will (laughs) paraphrase. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate
0: show. So this isn't going to come as any sort of surprise to Jer. It may come as a surprise to Steph. I don't know. But I was doing feedback calls yesterday. Um, So whenever we have a listing, uh, Jer calls it the K100. Um, Yeah. We track uh, who, who, which realtors their clients were interested in. And K100 is actually keep informed of offers. Yeah. And so I just reduced one of my listings by $25,000. And I went through my K100 list to call back. I've got seven people in that list who said, I want to know if an offer comes in, my person might be interested. So you would think hey, we just reduced the price to $25,000 would get a lot of excitement going. I'm excited. And I thought I'd read you guys a little bit of the feedback because, again, it won't surprise Jer, but I think it's very telling to the audience of what it's like to work in real estate. (laughs) Um, So these are all people who were very interested.
1: A day in the life of Jeff yesterday.
0: So the first person I called uh, said, thank you very much. My client has decided they are not moving. Second person I called, thank you very much. My client has decided they need a townhouse, not a condo. Third person, I got them on text. They said, thanks. I followed up with any interest, and they ghosted me. Oh. Just, just just, no response back. <laughs> Fourth client uh, was actually a good call. They were like, oh, this is really good uh, to know. We're about to write on something, and what they liked about that one versus yours was it's cheaper. So I who knows? Say. That might actually have been a valuable okay. call there. <laughs> Um, fifth person, the realtor was kind of angry and was like, I love that place. I don't know why my stupid buyer doesn't.
1: (laughs) Definitely heard that one.
0: Sixth person said, we tried to write you an offer, but, uh, my client qualifies for about 200 grand less than what they thought they qualified for. So get your pre-approvals, uh, in order, call Stephanie Barrett. And then, uh, the last person, uh, never got back to me. And I, I think one thing that's the takeaway for me here." is as realtors, we get it. We know that it's a numbers game. And in my mind, it takes about 20 people who are interested to actually get somebody good. Yeah. And time. Yeah, yeah and, and time for sure. And we were talking about that earlier yeah. in the week, Jer, about Especially how right now market. the time is longer. Yeah, But I think a lot of sellers get their hopes up on every every time somebody gives good feedback, they're like, oh, this is going to be the one. Yeah, And that's such a, don't allow yourself to do that because that's such a roller coaster because these were seven people who were, I love this place. I don't want it to get away from me. If somebody else writes, I want to know about it.
1: Mm-hmm. You almost wonder if a seller wants to know, like, do you, you're a seller. Do you want to know if w- there was one little indicator that could mean this person's interested? There's still a, a, only a 10% chance that anything happens with that. Do you want to know because it's going to get your hopes up yeah. and now you're going to be excited when, you know, you're going to. Can't fall asleep because you're like, I really hope it's this person. Yeah. Um,
0: we almost, as the realtors, need to really set the table there. Yeah. Of,
1: like someone used to ask for documents for like yeah. a strata property. You're like, oh, they asked for documents. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and, and I used to just track when the market was hot who who asked for documents. And I would say it was about one in 10 people who asked for documents would actually end up writing when they were like the day before offers, they're like, oh, we need to go through the op- documents so we can write subject free. It's, it's weird <laughs> that that's,
1: I mean, that's something that's kind of come out of the the crazy multiple offers mm-hmm. that we were dealing with for the past few years, um, previewing documents before even writing an offer. Yes. Uh, whereas, you know, years before that, you would, do you like the property? Yes. Okay. Let's see what we can get it for. We're going to an offer it down. Accepted. Accept yeah. And then we'll go through that stuff. We'll send documents to our mortgage broker, Stephanie. We'll go through all that. Um, but now it's there's that you know extra fact yeah. check. And I wonder if we'll go back to the that other way, or right. if it's just sort of a prudent thing. Now buyers will like, yeah, I kind of like it, but let's see. I guess when there's no urgency, they've got the time to do that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's my story, Steph. We have a question for you. Oh, exciting! Check out the big brain on bread.
1: How's it working out for you? What? being clever
2: who knows where thoughts come from they just appear you're listening to multiple offers a real estate show
0: steph this question came up yesterday um and it comes from sandy so sandy asks i'm buying a new property Years ago, before there was ever a first-time buyer's grant, I owned a mobile home that was on a rental pad. Does this exclude me from applying for the first-time buyer's grant?
2: Well, I should preface it by saying I'm not a lawyer. And that's ultimately who you'd have to ask this question of. However, (laughs) I know. Get out. (laughs) Uh, If it was on a rental pad, there's no title. So she's never been on title to a home before. And I believe that the stipulation is you've never owned any portion of a home anywhere in the world before. Yeah. Um, So the biggest questions that come up are are that type of thing, as well as, hey, it's been 10 years since I've owned. Do I qualify again? No. The answer is no. You can never have been even a 1% owner on title before anywhere in the world. And that's basically what you're signing at the lawyers. You're signing a stat deck.
0: That's important for people to know, too, because I think a lot of people think it's only in Canada.
2: No, I believe and again, you, you I can You are correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's anywhere in yeah. the world. And so if it was a rental pad and she had what she thought was maybe a mortgage on the mobile home itself, it was actually just a collateral loan. So same as even a car loan would yeah, be okay. or a, a motor it's home. It's kinda like a motor home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think to um you maybe should have been a lawyer because you gave the same answer. <laughs> it, 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 this is real. Sandy is buying a property right yeah. now, and I did call a lawyer about it, and and that is the information so almost word for it? word. Well, I thought it was an interesting piece of information yeah. for, and I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to put you on the spot. We we like to <laughs> test our guests here on multiple. See letters. what I know.
2: You Whew. passed. <laughs> <Thank> goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that one does come up a lot. People, there's a lot of confusion around the exemption. Yeah. Um, the other one is RSPs. Um, once you've withdrawn RSPs for the purchase of a home I believe there's a stipulation that says you can do you can do it again but you can't have owned a home for a certain number of years uh, I thought it was four years but that's probably
0: th- why people get confused thinking yeah. oh I've been it's been long enough I can get the grant again
2: yes and that's the thing there's a number of different first-time home buyers programs so it depends on what specifically you're talking about
1: so Matt we'll get back to people uh, next week
2: on yeah. that
0: yeah okay Steph well that's gonna do it for today thank you very much for, for being on the me. show now if people want to get a hold of you where's the best way to reach you
2: uh, probably just go to my website asksteph.ca
0: that's easy to remember that's Steph, why
2: I mean Steph with,
1: yeah. a, with a PH
2: With yes Steph with a PH yeah um, or of course from there my cell phone's on there so text me call me whatever form of communication's easiest
0: sweet awesome well, and if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at feedback at com. And uh, especially if you have a question of the week, we would love to hear it. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please think about re- leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you want to get a hold of Matt or Jer, they are at thenewwestguys.com. And if you want to get a hold of me, Jeff, I'm at realestatenewwest.com.
1: And one day we'll be on YouTube.
0: And one day, we will be on the YouTubes. Thank you very much. A New West police officer reached out to me. And, and wants to lock you in jail. And he said he and wants. And said to... it's for a
1: fundraiser. Yeah.
0: Well, let me let me pull it up here. What did he say? He said, "How would you like to be publicly arrested for charity? I'm raising funds for pediatric cancer, and have a really old uh, cool idea. I'd like you to help with." Um. And then he said it'll be a lot of fun, and that's all I know so far. Hmm. I've seen Leo, Leo Bruno, I who's saw a realtor. Get, I saw him get Woodland arrested. And Varga, a couple years ago, got arrested, and then they had to like fundraise. They set like a an, here's they set a bail basically, and they had to fundraise that bail from jail. From jail. I have a feeling that's what they're okay. thinking. My fear is, what if they set a bail and I can't do it? Like yeah. I'm just like.
1: So you're supposed to message people, call people. I'm in jail.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. How much would you pay to help me get out of jail?
1: Ah, it just depends if I had a deal that closed, I guess.
0: Okay, so I got to time it right. Yeah. <laughs> get, um, get you when you want to make it rain. <laughs> it's funny because
1: my grandma uh, at at Seton Villa, the um, assisted living facility in Burnaby, would get calls f- all the time saying, "Oh, hey, it's hey, gr- hey grandma, it's, it's I'm in I'm in jail. I need." Uh, um it was, Are a, you scam. Kidding? It was like a scam like some call. scammer they was calling, targeting they were calling uh like seniors facilities and oh, you, man. if you're kind of frantic enough i guess on the phone and and right and, and you, and you, you get, call someone grandma you get a little old lady with grandma maybe a bit or of grandpa dementia. like and then the first thing they say is jeremy is that you yeah it's oh. me Jer- so it's just it's like, like the
0: psychic thing right i'm gonna offend some psychics yeah, here. yeah john they,
1: oliver was just talking about kind of the like Oh, he really? was actually talking about about psychics and how they can, yeah, how it's um, sort of, uh, I guess, deductive reasoning or forget kind of what they were talking about, but uh, right,
0: like you ask kind of a vague question.
1: There's a John or and it's you a J can, you where a word. Clue, it's other, maybe, dude, maybe but, it's someone. It's yeah. oh, the energy. Someone else pipes up and they're like, my right. my son was was Jimmy. Yeah, that must be the what I was getting at. Um, huh. And, um, so, yeah, and they were just able to to kind of trick. Seniors and they're taking money from them, trying to get money for uh, getting their their. Ch- you I know, bet grandchild. if you were a
0: scam artist, s- seniors have to be your highest percentage play. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's that's the, your most likely to be a bad guy. The CRA
1: scam, I'm sure, was really successful with them, and especially if you've got a place that has phone numbers and you know they're yeah. all congregated. Yeah. Um, yeah. You One almost
0: need to. Record seniors' calls in like senior living <laughs> facilities, so that you've got a way, way to track whoever yeah. these these people are.
1: Might huh. be a good idea. So yeah. Okay, so if I get a call saying you're in jail,
0: that's not a scam. That's that'll be real. But it
1: kind of. But you're not actually in jail, so I can't just be like, who, I mean, di- who dis? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: who dis? New number. <laughs> I I feel like they'd let me out. But I'd have to do the walk of shame, I think, if I couldn't hmm. couldn't do it, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll call Leo and get some tips.
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not saying that. No. Um, yeah. Well, that's good to know. If anyone does get that call from Jeff, that's what's happening.
0: I'll probably make a video. I feel like that'll be a more they take your
1: phone video. away when you get arrested.
0: Maybe they'll let me and
1: see. sharp objects.
0: <laughs> I don't think I could do prison life.
1: <laughs> a fashion a, a shiv and a, yeah. a, a cell phone.
0: Can we run Eats New West from prison?
1: <laughs> you can do reviews of, of jail food. Yeah. I don't know if they have food in like the jail holding cells at like New West Police Department.
0: Well, they must eat something.
1: Oh, like, They probably have like a vending machine and crappy coffee. Oh, like coffee. in the holding cell, sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're feeding you.
0: Where is the closest actual jail? Like where do I, is it up in Abbotsford? Is that where the... I
1: think there's like a... Pre-trial in Surrey, yeah because um, they ship the, the people who need to go to the courthouse, they take them in the, like, the sheriff fans for their appearances. Right, if it's going to be quick, yeah. yeah, or maybe not. Hmm. Feedback at uh, <laughs> MO Real Estate show if you have any firsthand experiences with uh, the law.